0: now, you're listening to the Mad Madness Podcast. They
1: talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They Hello, everybody, and welcome back madness to the Matt madness, madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery With me this week are my good friends, Mr. <laughs> sexy Punta then now forever, C.K. And Joe Rodermel. Bringing Sexy back. Always. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Um. Are there any big stories in the world of wrestling this week? Because I feel like there's not. Cody, what a generous guy. <laughs> yes, there is that. Cody generously paying someone's way to Chicago to be there for all in. Of course, now everyone is trying to get in on that action, I think. Yeah, cash in. I don't foresee Cody paying everybody's way.
2: Mm. not <laughs> and, that kind of money.
1: Yeah, and a couple things to touch on very quickly. Um Obviously, some sad losses. Friend of the show, Nikolai Volkov, passed away at age 70, I believe, or 71. Um, We had the godfather of the podcast on episode 100 sing the Soviet anthem to open the show in tribute to Nikolai Volkov, so he will be missed. He'd have to do a very monotone version of it to pay
2: homage. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And... Grandmaster Sex A, Brian Christopher.
0: Damn, I forgot your do rag.
1: Yeah. Uh that that one was a really a particularly sad one for me. <laughs> those were guys I always he still he was pretty young too. Yeah, yeah. I think he was what forty nine or something? Forty six. Forty six. I
2: remember seeing him last time at the house of hardcore, he didn't look bad. No, no. he was in great shape. Yeah. Like
1: didn't look old. Uh yeah, it's a tough one though, because those were guys I always appreciated. And then going back and watching old shows, I think I forgot how over they were and how much the crowd loved them and how maybe, into it, the, into it the, the crowd got with maybe them. Maybe underappreciate them a little bit. Yeah, that's why they made my uh, underrated list. Um, but, yes, condolences to their families. Obviously, more uh, difficult losses too soon in the wrestling community. Um, but, yeah, those those were two tough ones to take for the the Matt Madness family. Um and then moving on to a little bit of business, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. And I guess we'll start with Roman Reigns, number one
0: contender. Oh, sorry, before we start, yeah. we're going to do, a- <clears throat> unfortunately, we will not have the Nick Aldis interview this week. We're going to work hard. We're working hard to reschedule it <laughs> for a later date. Stuff, Life happened, and I'm sure you'll see it in the dirt sheets within the next day or two.
1: Yeah, you will see what ultimately... What ultimately happened Um, It's a shame But like you said Hard work is going in To to reschedule it Yeah Um, Roman Reigns Number one contender At SummerSlam For the Universal title Brock Lesnar Actually showed up On WWE television For the first time Since Wrestlemania Uh, I thought Roman had A really good Opening segment I liked the promo I liked his back and forth With Paul Heyman I'm personally, because of Brock, I'm tired of seeing Paul Heyman. I basically, comes out and says the same exact thing every time, and I'm just sick of it. Um, well, it seems
2: like we're almost done with that part of it.
1: Yeah, well, Brock, I almost felt like they may be basing Brock's persona on Monday night on me. Because he told Paul I don't watch the show, Paul Why would I watch the show? It was the first time I related to Brock Lesnar in years In a long time? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you know what, Brock? (laughs) You're right We're seeing eye to eye very briefly here Um, But I I think that The storyline that they kind of developed with Obviously with Roman and Brock It goes back years And even the last however many months That's kind of been the big feud the stuff with Heyman and Kurt Angle, the stuff with Angle and Heyman and uh, Corbin, is there a chance that, that it might be working? Because
2: I did hear, we want Roman chance at the end of the show. Not yeah. massive chance, no, but I, I did hear them. I think that's more of a, they're tired of the Brock Lesnar, I mean, because the angle is kind of true to life, and I mean, they're kind of using that to their advantage, and People are kind of tired of what we beat down many times. The title's not on TV, and it doesn't matter. They're playing that angle. Yeah.
0: This was awesome. This entire thing is played throughout the night. And they're kind of taking some of the notes that we had before heading into WrestleMania because a lot of things that we said they should do actually happened here. Like, I was adamant about having Brock talk and just destroy the fans and talk about how he doesn't want to be here and stuff. And that happened here. And then we even saw him kind of, like, tell Paul off. Like, Paul was begging and pleading with him to actually show up in the ring tonight and he said, come on, as, as your friend. And Brock said, we're not friends, Paul. You work for me. So it's those little things actually get heat on Lesnar because even though Paul Heyman's portrayed as a heel cause he's at, because he's, Paul, he's Brock's advocate, Everybody still loves Paul Heyman, and then you actually find you actually hear from him that he actually doesn't care, which is a big deal because that's what they need because that's how you'll get Roman cheered. And we have we have we'll we'll probably we'll fantasy book this later in a a listener question. But I enjoy what they actually told, but I'm just upset that he won't be there probably until the go home show (laughs) for it to actually (laughs) continue. If if like Joey said, if yeah. Uh,
1: I agree. I thought this was about the best way they could have handled it. I think it would have obviously been better had they done this months ago, leading up to
2: WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, they've kind of just played it out as long as they could, stretched it out, and I just kind of compared it to the best of a bad situation.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Roman gets sent home. Uh, Kurt has pretty much just been embarrassed every week on TV <laughs> by Stephanie McMahon and Constable Corbin. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. Because there's part of me that wants to believe it's working And I think for the casual fan It probably is And for people like us, it probably is But in Brooklyn Roman is going to get booed no matter what Because that's just who those people are That are going to be at that show But
0: see, the thing is He'll get booed Let's assume he wins Roman will get booed But at the same time Brock will get nah 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 Hey hey goodbye chance Right and that's and that's thinking that you got Roman over, but instead everybody knows Brock's leaving. So we may get another instance of WrestleMania where the crowd just destroys it. That's what I'm expecting, no matter what, because that's the smart that's the smart crowd, just like a WrestleMania crowd. I expect them to destroy it just as much as they did that WrestleMania match this past year. So that means we'll have to watch it on mute. But that's I think was exactly going to happen. Yeah. Because I think this will work if Brock would be there every, for the next two weeks. What is it, a week from Sunday? I'm not sure. I think SummerSlam was. I think it is. So, or something like that, whatever it is. <laughs> if Brock was there for the rest of the build, this will work perfectly. Because you could actually follow up on what he did this past Monday night and see him again, but we're not. unfortunately we're not going to get that.
2: Yeah, do you, do you think you'd get a benefit from seeing him again next week? Um, I think it would be... More beneficial than it is now, I mean, for sure. Uh, you continue to play out the angle; it gives you something kind of compelling to, to tune in for. How they're going to play it out? What's going to happen? I think
1: that I'm cool not seeing him. August nineteenth is SummerSlam. Okay, um, yeah, two weeks essentially. I'm cool with not seeing him, or if we do see him, I'm cool with it being really brief. Two weeks from Sunday. I feel yeah. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know that there's any way they can top what they did on Monday with him. I don't know if he's capable of giving you any more or anything better than that. So I wouldn't hate it if we only saw him at the very
2: end of the go-home Raw. Which is most likely, like you said, a said, it's most likely what we're going to get. Yeah. I- I'd be okay if that's all they did. Because you'll probably have Roman Reigns come out this next show, talk some stuff about Brock Lesnar, yada yada, build it up that way, and then you'll have Brock kind of show up at the Go Home Show and probably jump Roman.
0: Yeah, but see, that's that's the problem with it. It's Roman has to lead it. It's a bit of a one-way street, and that's the problem. So, I love Roman's promo. We all agree with that. That was at, that that he was excellent on Monday. But it's the fact that Roman has to lead this whole thing is the problem with this whole Brock stuff. That will always be the problem because Roman can't lead that because you need to go off of something that Brock's doing. And this what Brock did this past Monday night was really important. But I wish we would see him the next two weeks on Raw, but maybe on the go-home show, but I don't think we'll see him this, this Monday at all.
1: How much different would things be right now had Roman just won at WrestleMania 31.
0: And, and Brock was just still around or just gone? Just gone, probably. Gone or still around, just being an
1: attraction that's not the champion? Like, what if they just crowned Roman back then?
2: It might have played out better, because, I mean, ultimately we just played around in the same situation anyway. They gave us a runaround. They gave us a lot of BS just to get here. This is where we were going. Because I think a lot of the ill will towards Roman was...
1: Nobody wanted to win at WrestleMania 31. Obviously, everybody was elated that Seth won. But then the next year, they crowned Roman at WrestleMania anyway. He had already won a title before that, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won No, it before 31? Be- no, before 32. Yeah.
1: In Dallas. He had already won it. A- mm-hmm. Yeah, he won it. At uh, Raw. That's right. Um, everybody hated that.
0: No, we, we loved that. Well, we did. Uh-huh.
1: Because he was was over No no not Raw I mean people hated it When he beat Triple H At WrestleMania 32 Like that was pretty Universally hated And then 33 Was His win Over The Undertaker Right I feel like If he had just won The title then We'd have so much Of this behind us now
2: we would. There's yeah. been so many stops and starts, and it's. It'd be a lot cleaner, and it would feel less like you're forcing him, which is kind of the scenario. You're trying to get Roman Reigns over, but the scenario that people are booing for is because you're force feeding them. Like, the way this even played out, the way we got to this point that we kind of enjoy is that Roman Reigns lost to Lashley at the last day the pay per view, then had to have a number one contenders match the next night. He lost in a pay per view. What do you mean? Why, why do you have a number one contenders match? Right.
0: Yeah, and then. Something something that I I, I listened to Bruce Prichard show today, mm-hmm. and um, I listened to it. I realized that in what we're, what we're discussing right now, I realized that Brock's like whole Brock's the way they deal with Brock sh- puts a stranglehold on the show, and it it's essentially holding spots back for other for other superstars. And Bruce Prichard, they talked they reviewed Vengeance season Three today, and they talked about the opening match to that show was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and they said they talked about it was a strange time for them because Rock left Austin was Austin was Austin was hurt and they had kind of had to create new stars or elevate the guys they had to to those spots because those big guys left because it was such a strange time for the company and they who knows if Rock and Austin never left those guys may have never been world champions eventually so same thing kind of is with Brock, but Brock's actually still here, and he's played a stranglehold on the entire show. The, the entire show's affected by him not being there and being champion. If he wasn't a champion, then fine, but even even with him on the roster, because he essentially comes back for WrestleMania, he'll come back for SummerSlam, um, the, the Rumble, and he's in a prominent role, you could actually put the person that you'll have Brock Workworth. In, a, in, a, uh, in an important role With somebody else too And make a big deal About that Just as you do as Brock
1: Yeah I'm just ready for that For it all to be over
0: Yeah
1: It just needs to be Yeah I as can't take it You going to wake up From that nightmare Yeah
2: it, It's time It's been time But like now It just really has to happen he can, he can have more time To stay at home Read his magazines Mm-hmm.
1: He can read all the magazines He wants When he doesn't have to Show up to Raw Once every seven months Um. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey not looking like singles tagging together, looking like an actual tag team a little bit on Monday night. Is that what's officially happening here? Tag team. Is that what's happening here? They're now a tag team. The Boston Hook connect official. They had the, the logo, they each had the logo on their gear. Their gear looked the same. Yeah, it was matching gear. They had a tandem finisher. Mm-hmm. Are they the first female, official female tag team in WWE in this era?
0: No, no. Well, no, the Iconics. You got the Bellas. But but it was it was good to see that because um, that's kind of teasing that the whole women's tag title thing may actually be coming true. But I, enj- I enjoyed it. I really did. They, I'm, I'm glad. They, I like the fact that they face enhancement talent to actually build up their credibility because since they're officially a team and have an official team name. Love the gear, by the way. Great job, mm-hmm. Mikazi. But that—that's what it was. I enjoyed what they did with what they did with them, and then I'm looking forward to when if they do go forward with this women's tag team division.
1: Is this gonna be like the Mega Powers <laughs> from the from the '80s? I guess there's not like a, a guy yeah. in the middle of it to tear them no. apart. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it gets to that level. But I mean, we've got ways to go there. I, I agree. I, I did kind of like it. I kind of appreciated it. It's like okay, if you're gonna do it, you might as well really commit to it. And it feels like they did. And they both seem like they're they're committed to it. And I'm
0: sorry, I didn't face, they didn't face enhancement Health this week. They fought the riot squad. Right. I did enjoy what they did with against the riot squad.
2: And when I say, I just the, got a question: was, yeah. was this their angle the whole time? With the whole feud, this is where they were going. I no, because it feels well, like I, this, I, is I where, so. this is where it ended up. I don't feel like yeah. It's because where
0: it's supposed to Because we talked about last week, Joey. That this mirrors exactly what they did with Team Hell now. Because Team Hell, Kane and Brian, they went to therapy. And then they had a Sasha and Billy haven't had a mat one on one match yet, but they went to therapy, and the second they would go on to have a match at SummerSlam, and the next month they won the tag titles. So this is kind of mirror, mirroring. Yeah, mirroring Hoto it, but for a, a long
2: time ago, because they played the story out out for a long time. Yeah, they kind of drug it out. We yeah, kind of felt like it was gonna head to a grudge match for the last four or five weeks. This was what they were planning to do,
1: but for the last year plus. Yeah. They did not know they were going to do. This was not the the master plan all along. They didn't know what they were doing and then just decided, oh, let's just do this. This sounds good. But, yeah, it's promising. I think maybe it'll be something interesting for them to do for a little bit. And maybe this eventually leads into the match that we really want to see between these two, but I guess we'll see what happens. Time will tell. But, yeah, for right now, I kind of appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, you got to roll with it. Yeah, sticking with the women, we will get Ronda Rousey's Raw debut next week <laughs> against the savvy vet,
0: Alicia Fox. <laughs>
1: Alicia Fox. How long does that match last?
0: Well, you know, since <laughs> Ron, Ron is the new rookie and Alicia's a savvy veteran, um, I'm sure you'll see a lot of veteran tactics out of Alicia Fox. <laughs> and She did just beat Natty, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, maybe two minutes. Two minutes, <laughs> he
1: goes to a full two? Yes. <laughs>
0: And I love Alexa just grabbing the savvy vet because Mickey James goes down. Yeah, and she just going there for getting of veteran experience.
2: And just butters her up yes. on the stages. Well, she came up in
1: the school of Triple H, <laughs> and she learned from H that Did
2: she learned from the best.
1: You need to have a Plan B, <laughs> and True. Alicia Fox is a pretty good Plan B. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's not going to last much more than two minutes. Joseph, what do you think? Do we get, like, a full match, or is this a very quick?
2: I think I would like Very say, quick disposal. I don't think it's going to be two minutes. And the other reason I say that is because I think they want to get some more ring time for Ronda. I don't think it's going to be, like, a 20-minute match for sure, but I think I think you're going to get a five-minute, six-minute. Do you think we get interference? There should be something.
0: Yeah, I think Alexa... Yeah, I think um, this match may just end in... I'm not sure. I could see it ending in DQ, but I can also see... Ronda disposing of Alicia Fox pretty quick just to send a message to Alexa. But I I could also see Alexa trying to get the upper hand and attack Ronda because Ronda has basically been attacking Alexa for the last few weeks now.
1: What I want to see is commentary build this as the savvy vet. <laughs> all the experience. I want to see them Talk about how little experience In the ring that Ronda Rousey Has and I want to see Ronda win immediately Like it just it ends Within 10 seconds just, that's just kind a, of what a, a Immediate arm bar
2: Yeah
0: Yeah I want I want them to talk about how uh How long Alicia Fox has been around How She's a former Divas champion Tyler Stuff Blake. like that just to build her up and see cool button her
2: looks her. Weird. I wouldn't hate if like
1: Corey Graves Or one of them even made the comment Of let's see if Alicia Fox can take ronda rousey into deep waters. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends as soon as the bell rings that that would be my dream scenario for this but i'm looking forward to seeing her debut in the ring on raw um, so we have one debut next week we had an in-ring debut this week we mentioned that ronda gets to step in the ring for the first time on raw with a savvy veteran zelina vega Debuted against a not-so-savvy veteran. Not savvy at all. Maybe, well, I, I shouldn't say maybe not the best, but Lana is not going to give you the best debut match that you have on TV. What did you guys think of Zelina's in-ring debut on SmackDown, and do you think she'll ever be an in-ring talent more so than she's a valet for WWE?
0: Go
2: I don't think she'll be more than a valet. Um, just so much talent And that continues to grow Not that she can't contribute But I think she'll just get Those occasional matches Like she's kind of Started to do now Special attraction Special attraction <laughs> Maybe feuds Like Someone kind of moving in Muscle another turf Kind of thing Kind of scenarios It's the way I kind of see yeah.
0: it Yeah Well um, you guys I believe you've seen Zelina go Wrestle At House of Hardcore I did That's I'm Thea not, Trinidad yeah, Against I'm not, Yeah I'm not sure What your impression of her was What was that? She was okay. Yeah, she was, I, I've seen her wrestle a bit in Impact. So she's not bad. She's yeah, I've seen her wrestle. Yeah, she's not bad, but remember, she's she's in there with Lana. And no offense to Lana, but the only thing Lana can do is her own offense. Yeah. Like, she's still kind of weird in the ring. Her selling isn't that great. So a, a lot of things Selena did didn't really look well because of Lana's selling and her movement, inside, movement in the ring. But I can see Selena actually having... A future as an in ring talent as well, because like we said, like you said last week, she's a badass no mm-hmm. matter what. And
2: she's got the mic part there, yeah, she's got the look, I mean, like, and you can kind of sell that, you can package that. So there is potential,
0: yeah. Because yeah, we talked, you talked about, we talked about how Alexa Bliss, she we know everybody complains that she's not the best in the ring, but we, we already know that, but she's pretty, she's pretty good. She's not. Put it on six star matches, or, or, yeah, or I, whatever. Like,
2: I've also never watched Alexa Bliss matches and say, "Wow, that was awful."
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's good in the ring. It's like she's not, she's not, she's not Seth Rollins out there or whatever. Right. She, she's good in the ring. She people are. Yeah, but it, exactly. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hope the IWC listens to that. <laughs> but yeah, but you talked about last week how she's a badass and she can carry that. She can carry that over into an ring, any ring career. And we talked, you talked, talked talk about Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is a badass too. Carmella's a great heel. You can you, some may consider her a badass. Zelina could do, I think Zelina can be better than Alexa Bliss, character-wise, and Carmella, character-wise.
1: Yeah, and that actually now leads me to, you mentioned Carmella. Good segue. Yes, we had the Becky Lynch interview with Renee Young to open SmackDown. Carmella obviously comes out and does her disingenuous trying to get sympathy from the crowd.
2: Is this me or they do that too much these days? They do it an awful lot with her. Well, it's kind of Bliss's routine as well. Yeah. I
1: I appreciated it in this sense because it very much was rooted a lot in the reality of both of their stories.
2: Yeah, which is—
1: The Four Horsewomen were definitely set apart from that whole women's division in NXT, and Carmella was viewed as like, ah, whatever. I think she was actually getting booed at that time. Um, like, Enzo and Cass were getting cheered, but if Carmella had a one-on-one match, Deep. she was getting cheered. Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds about right. There was, like, a lot of truth in that, the idea that Becky was, like, the chosen one for the women's division on SmackDown and Poor Carmella Becky. was, like, Poor Becky. the throwaway in the draft. She, I, was, she
0: was Mrs. Irrelevant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. Becky, I think the work she's done the last few weeks has been really good. I really liked that interview. I liked what they did with Carmella. I loved the touch of playing Ellsworth's music. Yes, to distract, and obviously he wasn't there. Skill tactic. Yeah. You, you were upset, weren't you? I, I was upset, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> like you kind of popped, was, probably at first. Well, here, here's, like, here's what come, I appreciate my boy. about it: people cared that Ellsworth might be coming out. Yeah, you know. So I appreciated that, at for you, least you, that. You
2: had a little warming in your heart. Yeah.
1: Um, and then Charlotte now ends up involved in this match. Am I wrong for being kind of annoyed that now it's a triple threat match because I'm, I wanted this to be Becky's? No, I, I'm annoyed thing. as well. So no, I'm
0: annoyed. I'm annoyed too, but I think this will actually lead to something better because we to, we gave speculation that we think it's gonna be Becky and Charlotte at Evolution in October. So I so 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 since Charlotte's in the in, got inserted into the match now, I think Carmella steals one, and then Charlotte or Becky will end up knocking Carmella off. And then Between SummerSlam and... Like between SummerSlam and Evolution. Kill
2: on, like killing her? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to knock she's her She's going to get whacked. Yeah, she's <laughs> getting knocked off.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so I believe... Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> they, I personally think for the story that they're telling, I personally think it would be better for Charlotte to win and Becky Lynch turn heel on Charlotte because we've never seen a heel Becky Lynch, but we have seen a heel Charlotte. But I do expect it to be Charlotte versus Becky Lynch at Evolution, but I do think Carmella's going to steal one because I think the, I think the whole... I think the it's gonna be there'll be a confrontation between Charlotte and Becky because even backstage I thought they did a great job shooting Becky backstage because she was like clearly disappointed. Yeah, she was disappointed. She didn't. She wanted Carmella to win so she can get that one on one match and she talked about. And she,
1: Carmella said, "I know for a fact Becky wants me to beat Charlotte."
0: Yeah, and that's the story they tell So I think but, Carmella will start, end up stealing it, but I think it would be better if Becky turns heel.
1: It'll be interesting. I really just wanted the payoff for this little bit of a run that Becky Lynch has gotten.
2: Yeah. And, like, I mean, Aloe saying that, that's the ultimate picture. This is where we're going. I can kind of let that play out. My disappointment is the fact, like you said, Becky Lynch has kind of been irrelevant since a hot start, She kind of pushed to the background um, behind newer talent. And this was kind of her reestablishing herself, and it kind of feels like now it was washed out.
1: Yeah, and obviously there's a few weeks before a couple weeks before WrestleMania or before SummerSlam, more than a couple weeks before WrestleMania. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, so we don't know exactly how it's going to play out yet. But I, my immediate feeling was disappointment that it's now a triple threat. I wanted this to be Becky's big match. Yeah, and you kind of just threw Charlotte in
0: mm-hmm. there. Oh.
1: Yeah. Um, moving along from the women's division. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe have a match at SummerSlam and another unbelievable promo from Joe proving once again that he is one of the best in the business right now so in in the class I'm taking right now on NBA draft scouting we actually did an exercise last night where we looked at we did like a redraft scenario for the drafts between 2006 and 2013. Ooh. And they basically the, the players drafted were kind of broken up into categories between franchise players, cornerstone players, starters, elite role players and, Andrew and then like journeymen, that type
0: of thing. He um, just missed the cut 2005. So, franchi- a franchise a oh, franchise well,
2: would be known in a own category. <laughs> <Yeah>. Guys <laughs> who with high potential that don't do anything. Yes franchise player is
1: basically a guy that you can build your franchise around a cornerstone guy is a guy who is a great complimentary star like Chris Bosh would be a cornerstone whereas LeBron or Dwayne Wade would be a franchise player Um, Samoa Joe do you look at him as a franchise player for Raw and Smackdown or do you look at him as a cornerstone player
0: cornerstone because when he loses it doesn't really hurt him because he does enough to make you remember everything he did what do you think
2: i'd probably go franchise i mean he doesn't need it like you said he can can go either way you could play the cornerstone piece but he you put a title on him um he can carry matches and carry with the mic he's compelling to watch so i would go franchise from my standpoint
1: yeah i'm like really in the middle which i hate to be I, th- I think I need to see him with a title reign to see what happens. Because I almost wonder is he as compelling as the top guy as he is when he's the guy who's saying basically,
2: I want to destroy the top guy? I mean, from everything I've seen, I'd say yeah. You think he'd be just as I good mean, as. coming the top from other guy. promotions, too. I mean, I've always enjoyed Samoa Joe and what he does. It's just who he is. He's very
1: big. Yeah, would you say if he wins the title at SummerSlam and has, like, a really good title run, would that change your opinion on him being a franchise or a cornerstone guy, or you just think that that's what he is?
0: Well, in WWE, I think he's a corner, He's a cornerstone guy. Like Joey said, in Impact, he was a franchise guy. He was one of the faces of Impact, along with AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. But in WWE, for what WWE is and how they, and how they portray their champions, especially nowadays, he's a cornerstone. If this was... Uh, maybe Attitude error. he may be a franchise
1: That's actually a good point Interesting perspective <clears throat> Yeah I think he could be a franchise guy Like I said, every time he's on the screen I'm <laughs> <Yo>. thoroughly engaged <laughs> And I can't say that about a lot else On either one of these weekly shows But if, if I'm not paying attention And I hear Joe's voice I'm immediately locked into the screen yeah, sure. Or if I'm not paying attention I hear his music hit I'm immediately locked into the screen And there's maybe four or five other talents right now. Like
2: Samoa Joe, James Ellsworth.
1: Yeah, Ellsworth, one of them. (laughs) Sasha Banks will always be in that category for me.
2: It's a personal love.
1: Yeah, Seth, Roman, John Cena. Mm -hmm. That's really probably about it. Um, Yeah, I I think it's like an interesting thing, and I'm curious if we ever see him get to a real top spot in WWE, and I don't know if we'll ever get that.
2: I, I think we'll get a run. And I'm thinking it's not too far down the, down the line either. I mean, I don't know if he'll win this initial shot, but I think he'll get another chance with AJ, and I think ultimately he'll, he's the one to take AJ off the throne. That's just my gut feeling.
1: Well, there's like been promotional stuff for them at future pay at future pay yeah, per yeah, view, um, too, right?
0: Hell in a Cell, which is after SummerSlam.
1: Is that, is that just the September pay per mm-hmm. view? Okay. I would love. Do you think we'll get AJ and Joe in Hell in a Cell? Yeah, we are.
0: That's the that advertising. is the match. Yeah, that's advertised okay, good. already.
1: I'm I'm really excited for that.
0: Yeah, because like I don't think Joe will actually win the title from AJ, but how badass would it look him standing with holding the belt inside the cell? Oh, or that's what I just got really excited. <laughs> be awesome.
2: Yeah, Ron's got a
0: little... just looking at <laughs> Yeah, like, I stand, standing over AJ's body holding
1: raising the belt. I brother. hope that that's what happens. I want to see Joe get a world title. Before he moves on from WWE, I think he deserves it, and I think he'd be a great champion.
0: Yeah, well, he, doesn't he, have,
2: he doesn't even have the holy law. No, right? Just give it to him. Give him. A, give him a run. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to lose, literally.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Seth Rollins being on that short list of people that I get locked into the screen for. This feud with Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew Galloway continues. Seth is great. You know I'm not the biggest Ziggler fan, but I do acknowledge that he's very talented. Uh, and Galloway, obviously, very good competitor. I don't know if he has the best character he could possibly have right now, but I think he's obviously a big-time guy that they're going to try to build. They
2: need to. I mean, he's kind of limbo right now, the way I see it being played out. But, I mean, it's there. Yeah, my question is, like,
1: Seth is great. The match was really good. Is this good, though? Is this working out well? Is this going well? Is this going to turn out well for the three guys involved?
2: Seth's going to be unfazed. Doss is getting the time to shine. I think Drew's the one that's been hurt the most with this so far. So I think you see three different... Do you think because he's being forced to take a backseat to Ziggler? Yep, essentially. Taking a backseat to Ziggler and kind of a backseat to Seth, which no surprise there but ultimately he's pinned into the third wheel and just kind of Mr. Irrelevant in the whole situation
0: yeah I agree with Joey with how Galloway is supposed to be like he was the he was the the call up from NXT so we've seen Dolph Dolph's been been there done that for him so we're like excited for Galloway to see what he's to see what he's gonna do but he hasn't been able to really grow as a character because he's basically protecting HBK who to uh, channel his, his, his inner <laughs> Triple H. <this> past <laughs> I know. He was just missing the Lemmy beard. But But
1: this is kind of like. Maybe my favorite Triple H look, by the <laughs> really? way. Really? Uh, it's
2: just so ridiculous. <laughs> when are you going to roll with the Lemmy beard? I think, you, uh, I think you can pull it off. No, I'll never do that. No, never? No. Not even if you lose a bet? Mm mm.
1: Hmm. The the most I'll ever shave is back down to a goatee, and I don't even know if I'll ever do that. Yeah,
0: because like <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, oh, like, dog. Sean, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> I, I think you need to go real long neck, real <laughs> long, real long neck. neck Lemme something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. I won't rule it out completely. Photoshop. It's come a long way these days. I can make I can give you I can give kinda of guess appearance of that. That's true, actually. Okay, we could we could figure out what it looks like pretty easily. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so like I'm waiting for for Galloway's big break out of this, but Seth this should this should have been done last month. Even though back in McInto- time even though Galloway did call Seth the IC title. But I just think this should have been over with between Dolph. And yeah.
2: Seth. Now, I kind of just threw this played whole this whole scenario out, I kind of think, and I was wondering, I don't know, what you have on it. What about um, Dean Ambrose?
0: I don't, I don't know. It kind of made me think
2: of Dean Ambrose. Is he still out? Is he supposed to come back anytime soon? Well,
0: he, they said he was backstage at Extreme Rules. Yeah. But nothing else has come out about him.
2: Because, I mean, just watching this always makes me wonder, like, who else would come out to help Seth, kind of even the odds. Dean just kept coming to mind. and made me wonder, yeah. is he ever coming back? Well, obviously he is, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's the type of guy that they will, like, just hold off for the the right moment. Or is he a guy you just bring him back as soon as he's ready? I think even though I'm not the biggest Dean Ambrose fan of the group of us, I like Dean, but I don't think he's special. Nah. But I do think he deserves to be brought back in an important way, not just, oh, he's cleared, let's just
2: throw him back out on TV. He definitely adds to the uh, comical part, which you always enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, like, what I want them to do... Mitch? <laughs> Mitch. No, <laughs> what I want them to do, I want them to have him come back, turn heel on Rollins, because that's something we haven't... We've seen that few, but we haven't seen the tables turn with him as the heel and Rollins as the face. That's what I want, and if you want it, it doesn't even have to be for the IC title. It could just be for whatever, because... Even last year, when oh yeah, just about last year at this time, they had reunited. And it would be great if the tables did turn and Ambrose turned around the same way he did to him.
1: Yeah. I, I, do, I would like to see him come back. I want it to be important when he comes back. I want it to be treated as important. I'm not saying it has to be like Seth where he shows up after the main event of a pay-per-view, but I do want it to be a, a meaningful... Event when he comes back
2: Maybe backstage with Mitch
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> Doing the Ambrose Asylum yeah. um, Owens And <laughs> Braun did, did much really happen With these I feel like not a whole lot Happened to push this. Uh, had forward. A pretty solid segment With uh,
0: Constable Corbin That was so back. funny
1: <laughs> That was funny And Braun had, had his Shut match with, <laughs> Had his match with Jinder uh, Donovan Lowdown Lloyd pointed out that we completely missed out on Jinder's Shanti months ago which I didn't remember it at all I
0: don't either but probably because we were paying attention to Jericho right. <laughs>
1: right. so we yeah, Jericho us. obviously always stealing the <laughs> yeah. scene um, can Kevin Owens please win <laughs> I just think Braun doesn't need it I don't want him to win a championship because of the briefcase and I just think Kevin Owens will be amazing with that briefcase I, I need both of those things to happen.
0: That's what I want because they even tease the whole thing with gender, have Braun got, co- got counted out. So I said, it doesn't matter how Braun loses. By count, via count out, disqualification, it doesn't matter. Owen still can win the briefcase.
2: Yeah, it did play it out that way because, like you said, he anyway, he can win it. He kind of had the briefcase and wrong account. I counted out so i was saying that's
0: how easy that could
2: happen yeah right and another, ultimately I don't see it going that way <laughs> I would like it to though
0: cause um a couple, cause we also we reviewed money in the, um Randy R versus Christian from Money in the Bank 2011 which is available in the archives everybody mm-hmm. and that was if Orin got disqualified or counted out, he will lose the World Heavyweight Championship. So Christian spit in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but no. Orin low blows him disqualified, and Christian wins. I can see Owens trying to provoke Braun to just do anything to get him disqualified. And Braun not be able to control his temper and he loses his money in the bank.
2: That yeah, would be an interesting way to go about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I would love to see it. For comedic purposes, when it happens... You listen to Brian Gerard James? <laughs> oh! Hey, well, he's just suspended from listening this week. <laughs>
0: and I found out who you did that. Who did the whole, whole, um... I won thing after getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. It was Dana Brooke... <laughs> <laughs> after she lost the Oscar at Takeover Respect. <laughs> in the backstage segment, she's like, I won? Yeah, I won. that's, that's right. Nice.
1: I do remember that. Um, that was when she was teaming with Emma, Emma right? Yes. Okay. Um... Daniel Bryan and the Miz, Joseph, you obviously weren't here last week to discuss. They finally have kicked this thing off for real. I was on vacay,
2: kicking it. For yes, you were You were kicking, it for, you real were kicking it for real, for real. I was working um, on this golden bod. Yeah, <laughs> looks fantastic. Well, by the well, way, thanks. Yeah, sexier than ever. It is. It's is kind of um, quite.
1: The question I posed to these guys last week was: Is this ever going to be as good as it should have been? Have they like permanently kind of knocked this down a peg by how it's played out, or now that it's underway, do you think it's going to reach the heights we all thought it would? Anyway,
2: I don't think it'll ever reach those heights again. Could be wrong. They'd have to pull some some nifty nifty rabbits out of their hats. But I, that time, that was when the iron was hot. That's and you got to take that opportunity and run with it when it, when it's there. If they didn't. Um, it'll still be good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it'll ever be that height.
1: Yeah. That. Uh, so I have been worried about that. I thought the interaction they had with Miz on the big screen and Daniel in the ring, I thought was an excellent back and forth that they had. And they weren't even in the same room, which I think is even more impressive. And the Miz is a star. And I don't think there's any case left against him being a star. I think there's... He's one of the best guys doing this right now, and I don't think there's any any way to say
2: he's not. This is kind of a weird question, I mean, to that topic, because I watched the first two episodes of his new reality show. Do you think that ruins his on-air persona at all? Because uh, he's a very likable guy in his show.
1: I don't, only because he comes on to SmackDown and is immediately talking about, my show is so great. And it makes me an even bigger star. Yeah. And I think it immediately just gets under people's skin. Like, we're, we're in a position where, for most of the last eight months to a year, I think he's more liked than disliked, you yeah. know, which oh, for wasn't sure. the case for a long time. For sure. But I think the last year, he has been liked. And I don't think that's hurt his, his character at all, which. I was a little worried about that. If everybody likes him, how is he the Miz still? Yeah, how is he going to be the Miz? But he's good how's enough he be to be still awesome.
0: do it. Yeah, because so also to go off for Joey, he's been on Total Divas for the past little over a year and a half, too, because Maurice was a part of Total Divas, too. Yeah, but he wasn't a star. Yeah, I know, but that show is excellent, by the way. It <laughs> really it's so good. Miz and Mrs.? Yes, so good. Yeah, so good. It, it is, it is great. I, I didn't see this episode, too, yet, but it is great. <laughs> but, like... He highest rated reality show in the <laughs> USA in the last seven years. Yeah, and he has the ability ability for you to just hate him right after. But he's also, but is also he, he's humanized as well. So that's that's the thing with the Miz. But this should still be for the WWE Championship. I love AJ and all, but he's been there, done that. This should be for the WWE Championship. I don't care what anybody says. I really don't. Because there needs to be more of a payoff than this than Brian just beating the, beating the, miss essentially i love the back and forth promo the only thing i didn't like was the baby crying on the screen i didn't like that but i did i did enjoy everything they everything they said in miss had a line saying that i'm gonna beat you and just send you back to those bingo halls you should mm-hmm. just end your career right there i would love it if they did a career versus whatever match or dan brian lost his career is over or whatever but i enjoyed this entire thing i like i like this it went from joke, jokiness to seriousness for the Miz, which he does which he does really good. Even I think Brian had good comebacks as well against the Miz later in the promo because the beginning he was a little bit shaky, but he actually built up towards the end because he was able to get those one liners of shots in on the Miz.
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was very compelling television. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I, I was disappointed in the middle of it thinking that that this should be for the title. There's no reason for it A-tidal. not to be.
2: Yeah, at least
1: I think it should be for the WWE Championship. That's why I wanted Miz to win Money in the Bank because I wanted him to cash in, be the champion heading into SummerSlam, and then Daniel Bryan finally gets his crack at the Miz for the championship, and the whole thing comes full circle. I thought it would have been would have been a great story. Obviously, we're not getting that. Um, and to the to the point Alo just made about the saying, you know, end your career in the bingo halls. Miz specifically said, just let your contract expire. And that was immediately what I thought of was... That's what he said. Are yeah, we right. going to... Is that going to be a stipulation on this match that if Daniel Bryan loses, he has to go? He's done. Because his contract is up in September, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the... That's the truth? Mm-hmm. And he didn't resign. I know there was like a rumor that he had. There was
0: a rumor he did, but nothing... nothing I haven't heard anything official yet.
1: I would like that if that was a stipulation, and then imagine how much that helps the Miz's character if he can always tout that he's the one who sent Daniel Bryan out of WWE. Not that I want to see Daniel nah. leave WWE, but I I think there's a good chance he may want to leave WWE.
0: Yeah, but see, if he left, would it would it even hurt the show anymore? At this point, no. it it really wouldn't, because that's what, like, I I know the titles don't matter. I know it's about the shareholders and. Their commercials and all this other crap, but this should be for the title. Make it feel important. Like seriously, that's all. I'm. That's all that matters right now. Yeah. Because this is like your money feud. Like when Brian got cleared, all we talked about was Brian versus the Miz. That's all we talked about. Because we know that that was the that was the payoff for what happened two years ago. Token Smack and throughout throughout that whole year, Miz Miz and Bryan were on SmackDown together, and then Brian requested that he get sent. Miz got sent back to SmackDown. That should be the payoff.
1: It should be. And there was another thing that Miz said. Now I'm trying to remember what it was. I lost my train of thought. That I thought was like, Oh, he said, Daniel, the yes movement is over. And like, that is clear. Yes. Because when they showed Daniel in the ring, I didn't feel the excitement that we felt three months ago. I didn't feel the excitement I felt three years ago. It just feels like he has just become another one of these talents that they just send them down to the ring. Oh, they like, like you. Go uh, go, give them what they want. Go, and da- they're, go dance, monkey. That's basically what it is. <laughs> like, they just throw you out there to just appease the fans that like you, but they're not having you do anything important, and it feels like Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, has become another one of those people that they do that with.
0: So – we all agree that the Yes Movement is basically dead, and Miz pointed out that it's not WrestleMania 30 anymore, which I thought that was great mm-hmm. to point out. So if this was for the title, do you think the excitement would be there?
2: There'd be more excitement for sure.
0: More excitement
1: would be if Miz was the champion and Daniel Bryan was on that chase. I think Laugh talks about this all the time. He wants the chase. If we had Daniel Bryan chasing the Miz for the title, I do think there would be more excitement, and I think it would matter even a little more.
2: It would definitely would, because that's how you got Dan O'Brien to those heights to begin with—the chase—and you kept throwing obstacles at him, reasons why he couldn't or wouldn't. It's the you know, the old giant, you know. Yeah, and
1: Daniel never lost first the little the guy. title when he had it. He had to, he had to had relinquish to, it. Abdicate it. Yeah, so I I do think it would make a big difference in the way we feel about this. And the last thing I had to mention was just I wanted to I wanted to give a, a tip of the cap for the Mr. Perfect cameo <laughs> that we got. I thoroughly enjoyed the, the little Mr. Perfect yep. vignette. Uh, one of the greatest characters of all time. One of my favorites.
0: The football catch, foot throw and catch himself always gets me.
1: And I think what I love even more about it is. In your head, if you imagine that, I'm going to throw a ball. I know. Every time I yards. see that, I always
0: think about that. If if,
1: if somebody told me you have to do that, I would throw it as high as I could and immediately be running, like as I threw it. Whereas he throws it and he stands there for like three or four seconds before he starts running. I've I've always enjoyed that little tidbit of it.
2: I always, um, whenever I had gum, I'd spit it out and
1: give the miss <laughs> a perfect like. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I was doing
2: it last week too.
1: But yeah. Uh, anything. Anyone else wants to mention from the weekly shows before we get to listener questions?
0: Um, no, I think I'm good.
1: I mean, I don't think there is anything else to, like, write home about. I actually had more notes this week than I've had in a while. Ron,
2: get with the times. No one writes home anymore. It's the <laughs> email home.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> nothing to email home about. Nothing okay. to text home about. <laughs> nothing to text about. Um, all right, so what do we have listener question-wise?
0: All right. We have... We have a question from Elite Collector Two One Five. Okay. Better for business. A Roman winning the Universal Title at SummerSlam. B Braun cashing in after the match regardless of the winner or C Brock retaining.
1: So, best for business is definitely not Brock retaining. And that is a really good question. I think best for business is just have Roman put an end to this thing once and for all. So I'm going to say Roman dethroning
2: Brock. Yeah, you can just eliminate the Brock Lesnar option right now because we've all all grown very tired of that. It's it's more vegetables on a
0: plate I've already cleared.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to kind of rephrase this question because they're not hurting (laughs) business-wise. They're not hurting financially. So – I'll change it to what do we want, what we think is best for us. So, like... I'm eliminating C just like Joey. Brock retaining that out the question. I really don't care. A or B. I don't really care.
1: As long as it's not C, yes. it's good for business. Good yes. for you. Exactly.
2: What we want in this scenario is Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns wins dethrones Brock, and then ultimately we want Kevin Owens to take the money in the bank from Brock. So that's kind of the way we want that scenario to play out.
1: And I don't want Owens that. to cash in immediately. No. I want him to be the most Milk irritating it. guy on Milk the it. roster with that briefcase.
0: Yeah. Then we got a question from uh, Donovan, the Lord, no relation. Ain't I great? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I'm not a big Double J fan, I will give it to you, Lowdown.
0: Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting him from last week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. We also got a question from... Uh, I have to
1: respect that he put that into our listener. Because yeah. <laughs> <so. laughs> it is a question. It's a question. <laughs>
2: There's a question mark there. I mean... <laughs>
0: Yeah, we had a question from uh, Jason Peralta Toys. Okay. All right. Now, I I told you earlier, you may not even have an answer for this question, Mm -hmm. but I know Joey will remember this. Between Waterproof Blind and Story of the Year, which is a better version of Kristen's Just Close Your Eyes theme? For me, the original singer's Waterproof Blind is my favorite. The song best fits a female voice, in my opinion. Plus, that was when Christian was over, but they never put the world title on. So, basically, the, the, waterproof, the waterproof blonde was his theme in 2005. If you, remember, if you remember when we reviewed WrestleMania 21, that was his theme. Mm-hmm. And then the new version, the other version, is what he had when he returned in 2009.
1: I would say the 2005 version. Sole reason being I have an affinity for female singer, female <laughs> vocalists. So if it's ever between a female vocalist and a male vocalist I will always hedge towards the female vocalist.
2: I'm kind of hedging towards the the, uh, the the male version the second one um, again I'd have to go back and just kind of compare them but that's the kind of one that jumps out to me when I think about it. I do have both of them but I mean I would have to I would want to listen and get a, really get into it over, but for me gun to my head I go with second
1: yeah and even before you answer Halo, even for me, I was still. 2005, I hadn't fully checked out yet. Mm-hmm. And by, like, 2009, I had. So I... Pretty much anything before 2006 I'm going to relate to more than anything between 2006 and 2013.
0: It's hard for me because they're different songs, so, like... Yeah, they're different singers. I like the chorus of the 2005 version, but the oh9 the to his final version it hit different notes perfectly that the 05 o- version did not hit so it's kind of hard for me to choose so, uh, so I'll go with his final version but that o- but the o5 theme like it just it hit the chorus better but then the 9 as a full song it's a little bit better5's
2: really. o- got the nostalgia yeah. <laughs>
0: right, we have a question from my best friend flyer fly Eric okay Dicker. okay guys and fantasy booming I love Braun he won me over for sure however we all agree a cash in is not how his first single title should go down Roman can win a title Brock can retain or Braun can cash in on whoever how would you feel if Owens can escape with the briefcase and cash it in that night no matter who cages I, he's terrible at spelling <laughs> and need your no best no matter friend. who cashes who he cashes in on it says cages in. Right? Yes. <laughs> I'm happy if something amazing like this can happen.
1: I would be elated. <laughs> I believe the last two weeks that since this has been announced, that's all I've been hoping for more than just about anything else. I want Owens to walk away with this briefcase. I think it makes the briefcase more interesting. I think it makes Owens more interesting. And it definitely doesn't hurt Braun in any way, no, shape, or form. Not even dent. So. Yes, I'd be elated if it happened. As of right now, I haven't seen enough to be able to make a determination which way I'm leaning. So I'm like, I think it's 50-50, but I'm leaning a little more towards, I don't think they would do this if the intention
2: wasn't for Owens to walk away with it. So that's how that's where I'm at right now. On it. What do you guys think? I mean, agreed, as far as everything you said, I just wouldn't want him to cash in that night. Um, like you said, you want him to milk that. You want to see Owens in the spotlight as much as possible, kind of, kind of playing it. Definitely.
0: I would love if Owens got beat up so bad after Braun got disqualified <laughs> that he just kind of like gets carted away on the ambulance. <laughs> and then you forget all about him. I want to see him get rolled out on the gurney with the briefcase <laughs> laying <laughs> on top
2: of his body. With a, with a half smile.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I want him to be like... And saying, I won. Yeah, like I want him to be I want to be completely forgotten. And then he can just come back and, and end the show on Roman, because I want Roman to win, and just beat Roman that way. So
1: you do want to see the immediate cash in.
0: Yeah. With, like, the the wrap around his head
1: what, what, and, like, arm what, what, in a sling. What if he cashes in with a neck brace? Then I'd be all... <laughs> <laughs> you know I always love a neck brace. Sold. <laughs> yeah, if he comes down all bandaged up and... Cashes in. I'm not going to be upset. I will trade. I'll trade in the irritating few months of Kevin Owens with the briefcase for a bandaged up Kevin <laughs> Owens and neck braced Kevin Owens cashing in at the end of the night.
0: And we have a question from the Godfather podcast, Joe Lafferty. Well, let me first read his statement. On this week's edition of What Will Not Happen. <laughs> <laughs> Lesnar needs to beat Reigns again at Summerslam, on Raw after. Vince needs to come out and do a, it was, it was me, Austin, <laughs> promo, with him and Lesnar. This makes sense after he choked Heyman. He needs to do a you people type promo yelling at the crowd. He's not a Paul Heyman guy. He's a Vince McMahon guy. Then Braun comes out through the crowd, single attacks, props Lesnar up in the corner, rings the bell and does the power slam for the win. Can you fancy book a better scenario? Makes Brock look strong with a, with a with a sneak attack victory and continues the narrative that Reigns can beat Lesnar, but Triple well Reigns can't beat Lesnar, but H and Goldberg can. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg. Oh, and while Braun does a sneak attack, Angle comes up to break it up, but sneaks and angle slam. It.
1: This is on Raw next week. He's theorizing for this,
0: or after after SummerSlam. Okay. And Lashley still stinks. <laughs> he is going to get booed out the building. Summer or something against Elias. Elias is a damn legend. I'm sorry. He is. <laughs> he really is a legend.
2: You think Bobby Lashley still sings after that duet?
0: <laughs> that
1: was so cringe-worthy. <laughs> that was awful. I hated has, every second of that. They
0: do him on a lot of events and they go and they and they're fine.
1: I feel like he's just not comfortable.
2: <clears> I don't feel like Bob comfortable. is comfortable on TV. But your question is, you know, you're coming on to break up. Him singing, you are coming down to kinda you know he's gonna be pissed about it. Why would you just turn your back and start singing like everything's all hunky dory? That that doesn't make sense.
1: I don't know. It, it, i thought it was a it was a bad idea. So He basically said come up with something better than this.
2: Yeah. Fantasy book it.
1: I have a hard time anymore really using the brain power to come up with compelling scenarios anymore because as left said in this week's edition of what's not going to happen I know they're not going to do anything that I come up with I really think that the best thing for this is Roman straight up beats Brock Lesnar becomes the champion and we get to see him as the champion for a while it's been too long With Roman being at the very top. It's going to be there
2: eventually. He's
1: the guy, but he's not the guy. I think it's time to just have him be the guy. It may not be the the best television. It may not be the best story. But for the story they've been telling for as long as they've been telling it, I think it's finally time to just have Roman Reigns finally vanquish this guy and be done with it. So do you have a better scenario than Laugh's?
2: Well, I I don't know if it's a better scenario. The way I kind of see it playing out is not not not, not in that sense. I kind of see it now the way it's booked out is that for some reason, um, Heyman costs Lesnar the match. Hmm. I like we've seen re- that before. He kind right? of realigns himself after all this stuff.
1: We've seen that before in Lesnar's career, where he got sold out by Paul Heyman.
0: Well, one thing I want to add about the whole Brock and Paulie thing from 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 the beginning of the show. I would like if Brock just got rid of Paul. And it's just Brock literally by himself against Roman with no Paul. So, that so like, Brock's kind of, like, getting rid of everything that you like about him. Because Paul is one thing that you like about Brock. Right. Everybody likes about Brock. So, you guys be the judge of if this is better than last idea. So, Brock, Brock talked about how he didn't want to be there, how he doesn't care about the universe or whatever. And we got teased with... Um, The the locker room emptying out on him At Wrestlemania Mm -hmm. Before Wrestlemania So my thing is Well my idea is I would have Brock beat If Brock beat Roman Come out the next night On Raw And he says he's walking out On the company Taking the title with him He tries to go up the ramp The entire men's locker room Stops him at the ramp The entire The locker room empties Stops him at the ramp And then he tries to, he tries to bull, bull rush him, and they just all jump him. And then after they all jump him and throw him back in the ring, Braun's music hits. And then Braun Power slams him, gets the victory in the universe, in universe title, and that writes Brock off TV.
2: I think it's a better scenario. I, I, I would enjoy that thoroughly. Yeah, I would too, especially because you'd have a bitter in your, taste in your mouth from the night before coming into this, and you'd see something kind of kind of uplifting. Yeah, you push
1: you push the viewer, like, to the brink of not only did this guy retain the title, now they're going to have him just be the champion and not be there, like, walk off with the title. I think it gives you that—I don't want to use the word compelling again, but I do think it gives you something to really sink your teeth into where— He's trying to leave. They're trying not to let him. Yeah. And then Braun comes out as the hero. And maybe that's better. I mean, that's probably even better than my scenario because Braun is clearly more beloved by the WWE universe than Roman Reigns is. And he'd be the biggest hero that they've had in years if that
2: plays out that way. And then we had the other scenario you talked about, which would play out well. Um, I think maybe the one you just discussed might play out better as far as, you know, everything. every note it hits. But the Kevin Owens one where he comes down And his neck brace would also be an interesting <laughs> way to kind of that,
0: that would be too But the reason I said Braun for the Night After Raw Because Braun can be the unsung hero Of that And, and I don't think with the, back, with the backstage politics Who does Brock Would actually be okay losing to
1: that, I think Roman and Braun Are the only
0: two But I don't even know if he'll even be okay with losing to Roman Because he Roman's never beat him It's, it's, it's strange
1: yeah, I don't I obviously I don't know. Yeah, I just I just don't view that as an issue between Brock and Roman. I view that as more of an issue of Vince and whoever else is helping him being afraid that Oh, we can't give this to Roman yet. It's not it's not gonna go over the way we want it to. So they keep holding it back, pushing it, it back. Yeah, keep and and it then back. the fact
0: that Paul mentioned that Brock will end up going to the UFC and being a dual champion. That kind of like shows that this is almost over because he actually made a statement about it.
2: Right. Yeah. My fantasy scenario would have had Brock losing the title about four months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, and laugh. I'll I'll be
1: happy with any scenario that ends on Sunday night, August nineteenth, with Brock Lesnar not being the champion. I will be thrilled, no matter how it plays out. Uh, so thank you for the question.
0: Uh, and. This is specifically for you. Okay. But, man, join me and Joy may end up answering this. Okay. Push, Fire, Berry. <laughs> All right. This is great. Randy Orton. Ah! Uh. <laughs> Country Music. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> God, this last one, I got to... You got to get yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> Or me, Todd Grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So three things I really hate. So what was it? Push, it was push, fire, bury, Randy Orton, country music, or me, Todd Grizzly. <laughs>
1: All right. So fire means it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> bury means it's still around, but yeah, it's irrelevant. It's almost more cruel Than being fired And Push Push means Means it's like Right in my face All the time On well, WWE Orton, Country Music Or Chrisley <laughs> This is <laughs> laugh. You you really outdid yourself with this one
2: because yeah. We,
0: he sent me to he sent it to me the next day right after the show. <laughs> I,
2: I push Grizzly. So yeah, Barry, Barry Randy Orton and Fire Country. I'm pushing Chris to the top.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's fantastic. I don't know why you don't like the show. I am. Oh man, I will push Grizzly. <laughs> yes,
1: he said it. I will bury Randy Orton because he deserves it and I want to see him toiling away on house shows and losing to Tyler Breeze you don't and want to see him him. I will fire country music because I never want to have to hear one more note of that stuff again <laughs> so that is where I will go with it well thank you Ron
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's it for today Chrisley and his gout We'll get pushed to the top. I got me a royalty disease. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that was a very good question. You, you need to suck it up and suck your, your hate because of accent. or <laughs> And just watch one episode. <laughs> I'll tell you, it is hysterical. Um. All right, we'll see. Joey I usually, can attest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's is enjoyable. ridiculous. I usually see about five seconds of it <laughs> when... My DVR because my DVR overlaps. We're all on SmackDown, so I'll see like a few seconds and can't get to my remote fast enough before I hear his voice. Savannah gives you some incentive to watch as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. But yeah, laugh. Very good. Uh, very good question for me. I appreciate that. And ready for stump a Yep. All right. So from 2013 to 2017. This is for SummerSlam, specifically on SummerSlam shows. From 2013 to 2017, one superstar competing in the opening match one year and the main event the following year. According to the internet, and not including pre shows, who is the wrestler and who were his opponents? So, this between 2013 and 2017, one superstar. Was in the opening match one year, following year in the main event.
0: For for each what?
1: So like for instance, mean that time frame in two thousand thirteen, theoretically this person could have been in the opening match at SummerSlam, yeah. and in two thousand fourteen they were in the main event. Or two thousand fourteen they were in the first match, two thousand fifteen in the main event. So they had one year as the opening match at SummerSlam. The next year they were in the main event. It's been one person has done this. Don't think about
2: it as a four-year period. He's saying one wrestler so there's in, a, only in one that four-year stretch bookend. It has only happened time. for okay.
1: one person in okay. the company in
2: this stretch of time.
0: Okay, so 20...
2: When did... So it's got to be concurrent. It's either 14, yeah, I'm trying 15, to figure out, 15, out
0: 17. Brian... He opened 2012 SummerSlam. It was in the main event of the 13th SummerSlam, so it's not Bryan. It is not Daniel Bryan. It's not Dolph, because he fought The Miz in the opener of of SummerSlam 14, I'm almost positive. That is correct. Okay. (laughs) Uh, 15? What was the opener for 15? That was the Women's Revolution one. For last year, so sorry. There's only one guy. So let me go from I think about main events. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: probably your best bet to in the main events for this. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. <laughs> So, 2013 main event was Orton and Bryan So, you said he had to go from the opener opener first, main event okay. second. So it's not main event. Correct. Okay. 14 was Brock and Cena. 15 was Taker and Brock. 16 was 16. December Slam 16. What the hell <laughs> oh we were there what the hell i told talking we about we were there yeah. Orton and Brock uh-huh. and 17 was the fatal four was the fatal four way Brock's front line a lot of summer signs yeah honestly <laughs> last, last year was the fatal four way with Roman Brock Joe and Braun so uh, Randy Orton
1: it is Randy Orton. Okay. So you got part of it right. Can you and you have the one match? Can you think of what his opening match was in 2015?
0: Uh, who the hell was he feuding with?
1: That yeah, team? I I didn't remember this at all.
0: To... 15. That's when Ronald was feuding with Cena. Was it? face Roman in 15 that was 14 for Roman so hmm
1: Seamus yes <laughs> excellent work I didn't know if you were going to get that one so you get a round of applause for me laugh Amos. another great question Alo, not stumped this week uh, great job um Anything else anyone wants to add before I close it out?
2: Good. All good. Yeah, can't add this week.
1: All right, so LeBron <laughs> not invited unless Alo personally wants to invite you. Uh, Joel Embiid, you are our new holy grail, so <laughs> to speak, uh, to have you on the show. I know you've been overseas. I believe you the are. M-M-Bimbo. Yeah, he's involved with basketball without borders right now. <laughs> When your schedule frees up at some point, obviously you are closer to us than LeBron ever was. Um, You just acted like the Undertaker a few weeks ago, so we would love to interview you on the show. We will always have, we won't have a throne ready, but we will have a hopefully an oversized chair ready to sit down and trust the process with you. Uh, Check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Check out The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, go back to our throwback and unsanctioned libraries for a lot of evergreen content that's good at any time. Subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. ALO, a little merch
0: that you would like to move. It's net to embrace the madness. And LeBron, you, come on. You're welcome. <laughs> you officially made it onto my role models list.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Michael Jordan would have never done this. He's not, no,
0: he's not. Michael Jordan's is not one on my role model list.
1: <laughs> okay. It's, good. A, it's
0: a pretty short list.
1: Yeah.
0: As it should be. Yeah. It's like I think it's like four people. Yeah, the creator of Jammers. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Gordon Bombay. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: good role model, by the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, so get the uh The Rock. Number one, positive mm-hmm. just pure positivity. Mm-hmm. The Rock, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> LeBron, Stephen A. Smith.
1: So that's your Mount Rushmore of role models. Just about, yeah. (laughs) Maybe one day we'll all do a role model Mount Rushmore. (laughs) I don't have one prepared off the top of my head, but one of these weeks we'll have to do it.
0: Mr. Miyagi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Miyagi definitely on there.
0: Daniel's (laughs) son. Yes. Thank you for bringing that (laughs) up. Marty McFly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The coolest guy in the 80s as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Miyagi. Yes. Um... Alright, so that's the show. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana Then Now Forever, C Kane Joe Rottermill. and Love. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you. next him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, Fisha Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls, shut the mission, man, and they shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell.
0: Talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.